my name is PJ Kirk, and this is Insights, Perspectives from the World of Gaming. In today's episode, we continue our series of interviews with some of the speakers that will take to the stage at this year's Big Data Belfast Conference. So Rebecca, can you start by giving us a bit of an introduction to yourself, your role, and the type of work that you do? I'm Rebecca Harding, I work at Coriolis Technologies, and I'm the Chief Executive. On a day-to-day basis, my role is like any senior executive. It's running around, um, running around doing business development, understanding technology, bringing technology to life in uh, my sector, which is economics, um, and um, managing people, um, managing strategy, and delivering a view of what the world's going to look like for our clients. Well, Coriolis Technologies is a data provider to the trade and trade finance sector, um, but um, we're, we're more than that because um, what we do is um, provide data that actually doesn't exist in the marketplace at the moment. So our data is cleaned and harmonised and standardised in a way that gives uh, gives our clients benchmarks um, of, of where to of, of where opportunities are, um, how they pitch against. Um, against an industry standard, but also gives them a global macro view of the marketplace um, for trade, which is which is moment. And what role does data play in all that? So um, we say the future of trade is data, and the reason why we say the future of trade is data is because at the moment the type of trade data that's out there in the marketplace is lacked it's not timely it's not relevant as a result um, and for example policies are being formulated in governments and arguably in businesses as well that's based on data that's even at the time of publication now is four or five years out of date so that's unacceptable in an era of big data and in an era of um, of um, machine learning and artificial intelligence and so we're solving that problem for our clients um, by using analytical processes and data that allows us to uh, look at look at the world in a more real-time way. And what type of data sets do Coriolis typically use to provide that type of insight? So we have um, we have uh, three different types of data that we're using. Um, we're using standard publicly available data that we use uh, technology and analytics engines for to um, to um, in, analyze in a way that's novel and really recalibrate in a way that's novel. So we use standard publicly available macroeconomic trade data um, from governments and from um, statistical offices and from international organizations. Second type of data we use is, um, is um, economic data, but also real-time or increasingly real-time data on um, economic um, economic trends and patterns. And the third type of data that we use um, is um, is media data on to manage and understand political risk. So we're looking at news feeds um, and we're looking at, um, at uh, the digital footprints of companies in order to be able to understand how their risks um, how risky they are, how risky their clients are, and how risky their overseas markets are. In 2017, you said that economics is almost powerless to predict what's going on. How have things changed over the past two years that enabled you to make better predictions? Um, so I think economics as a profession has become, um, has become very weak in terms of how it can predict what's going on because we are now seeing a... Um, 
we are now seeing a world where politics is driving economics. We can see that with current trade wars, um, and we can see it with the, um, the situation that's going on in the UK with Brexit, where the political circumstances change the economic implications almost on an hourly basis. So economics, without appropriate data, is actually powerless to be able to um, be able to address those problems. However, that doesn't mean that there aren't data solutions. So using economic tools and applying them to uh, more more relevant and timely um, data allows us to be able to predict the future in a better way, or even predict the present in a better way. So, do you feel that multilateralism still has a role to play? Or do you feel that the global political environment has become far too unsure? Multilateral is our, is the economics answer to the insular and politicized nature of economics globally. So multilateral is all about our connections between people and our data connections with, um, with the rest of the world and how we use those to understand what's going on and create mitigating strategies um, that are actually in the interest of everyone over the long term. Looking to the future, how do you envision global markets changing over the next few years? What are your best and worst case scenarios? (laughs) So um, looking into my crystal ball, uh, the best case scenario uh, for global markets is that um, they start to realize the long-term nature of trade, economic growth, and economic development, and they settle and understand the nature of the paradigm shift that we're in at the moment. So the the, the, the struggle for power that we're seeing at the moment is fundamentally about um, the relationship between um, between um, the superpowers, not just in terms of their hard military power or their soft economic power, but also in terms of how they control data um, and communications as well. And we're beginning to see um, the, the risk signs and a fault line um, beginning to develop between an Eastern style of internet, um, data transfer, financial information, etc., and a Western style. And that's very dangerous. The, the best case scenario is that over the next few months that, that is solved and the markets begin to stabilize and understand more that this is actually a transition that the world is going through and that there will be a positive outcome. The worst case scenario is that actually over the next six months, uh, the trade war escalates, that um, we move instead from um, from a situation where um, we've got kind of a stalemate between in the game that's being played between the United States and China that moves into something that's more aggressive. And I think if we move into that more aggressive uh, position where both countries start imposing tariffs and um, start imposing um, non-tariff barriers and restrictions on each other's positions and developments of technology, that will make markets panic. And I think that is the real risk point, that we go down that road. It's, uh, I've always said um, triggering a full-blown trade war is the economic equivalent of pushing the nuclear button. I don't think it'll happen. Um, if it did, that would genuinely be the worst case. So in addition to her role as Coriolis, Rebecca is also the author of a number of books. In 2017, she released The Weaponization of Trade, and earlier this month, she released Game and Trade. What are some of the key lessons that you'd like the readers of your books to walk away with? Um, the one lesson that I want readers to walk away with is that uh, the world is multilateral. The process of technological change
change has meant that, um, and digitalisation over the last over the last five years has meant that. But since the global financial crisis, has meant that we now have um, a different way on which uh, a different mechanism by which the economy operates. So, if and and the one message from that is that we need to look at the world um, in terms of the technology and the data and learn how to see that as a tool rather than as a weapon. And just to wrap things up, are you looking forward to the big day in Belfast? Absolutely. I, I come to Belfast and I always have a great time when I come. Um, it promises to be a very exciting event and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. If you'd like to hear more from Rebecca, be sure to join us on Thursday the 24th of October at the ICC Belfast for Big Data Belfast 2019. Big Data Belfast is presented by Analytics Engines and supported by headline sponsor EY, supporting sponsors Dell, CME Group, Allstate Northern Ireland, Smashfly, SpotX and Ultra Executives, and industry sponsors Invest Northern Ireland and Signify. Tickets for Big Data Belfast are available now from bigdatabelfast.com. Until next time.